heard of. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. The Common Folk Podcast. Here we are. Look at you guys in your uh, brand hoodies. Oh, yeah. I noticed. Yes. Yeah, we're fancy. Andy's wearing a Chase in the Dream. Mm-hmm. And you got new stock and rod. Mm-hmm. I like Wild that. game on. I like that I design. do, too. Yeah, that, that's pretty sharp. It's a kid's one, too. Well, I'm not wearing a kid shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> it has bright colors. It comes <laughs> in kids. Please let me clarify. <laughs> and a tee. But anyways, yeah. I just looked at you guys. I'm like, oh, you guys are sporting your stuff. It's a, nice. it's a pretty clever design. And I don't know if I want to try and describe it, but um, there's a lot going on. Could show the camera. But it's so clean. Yeah. Yep. We're on camera. So yeah, you can just puff out your chest there. Ooh. Can but, you move your boobs too? Your pecs? <laughs> like old Arnold. <laughs> uh, but what do you got here? You got a trout stream, and the stream is actually a trout. It's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. yeah. There we go. So yeah, you, you, you're if you're if you're not watching on YouTube or whatever, <laughs> you're just gonna have to go there. Go and to stockandrodco.com. <laughs> no, it's not. So no co. No co. Okay. No so co. yeah, this is no the uh, this is the new. Um, brand that we started that piggybacks off of farm focused and it's stock and rod so stockandrod.com um and we've got some new designs that we did yeah some really cool graphic designers that we worked with who helped create these things yeah um and this is very unique and there's, a, there's a couple other ones that we did as well um but it's just it's all about the outdoors yep. hunting fishing camping Andy's on there oh yeah yeah, yep. we're the first to sign up. Chasing, Chasing the, the dream. dream. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, yeah. Yes, sir. And we just had that uh, deer and hunting expo in Lincoln, Nebraska. And there was a couple of different outdoors brands that are very interested in working with stock and rod. So I think there's going to be some really good things that happen within the next year or so. For, yeah. Yeah. So the um, the idea behind the brand is obviously it being a brand, um, you know, that represents folks in the outdoors, mm-hmm. uh, but also working with people like chasing the dream, like some of these other folks that you've talked to who are big on social media, who have a following and want to offer merchandise. Mm -hmm. So we handle the merchandise for them, design, production, shipping, after the fact, customer service to make sure that the people who follow them get really good quality stuff. I mean, it's basically fulfillment from start to finish with Mm -hmm. people that, you know, people you trust and you're not outsourcing it overseas or anything like that where, Mm -hmm. you know, man, the first time you have a problem, you're like, and a lot of regret, <laughs> you know that. Yeah, you've heard so many stories like that. So yeah, and we're sm- we're small. I mean, and and we will maintain that in terms of, you know, when things come up, you can get a hold of somebody. Mm-hmm. We've got a published phone number. You call it, someone answers the phone. If they don't, they call you back. You know, what I mean, it's just yeah. how it works. It's unbelievable how that's like a perk nowadays. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so Isn't ridiculous. I know. <laughs> Seems pretty that. basic. Yeah. Yeah. With the Christmas gift, I was still waiting for from December 11th. Could not get a hold of a company. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like publish your phone number. So yes, phone numbers up. Website's up. It's looking good. good. Yeah. Good, good deal. Yeah. Off, off and running good. right now. So good deal. working the kinks out. It's very fresh, but. Um, to kick off today, one of the first things I, I wanted to start with was on the on what we just talked about with Stock and Rod, on the farm-focused side of things, it's the same kind of thing, except it's these mm-hmm. agricultural brands that are doing their thing, and 
one of the things that we've noticed is a lot of them lately have been working with a, a particular company um, that's gaining a lot of steam, and mm-hmm. it it sound it sounds very interesting. So we made contact with them and said, "Hey, what's you know what's this all about? What do you guys got going on?" And the company is called the Wag Bar. It's so, not dog treats. No. Okay. No. Not wagging their tails. No. It's okay. Not, you're right about that. Okay. Yep. So so what what do we got cooking here? So basically, this is this is a company that is producing these snack bars. You know, and, and these things, you know, if really, if you think about it, like these meat sticks mm-hmm. in one way or another, a dime a dozen. I mean, they're everywhere. Sure. I see what you're saying. You go in the grocery or the uh, gas station yeah. mm-hmm. and you got 20 different choices. Yeah. Um, so you got to figure out like what differentiates them. And for whatever reason, a bunch of folks that we know have been working with these guys. So we contacted these guys, chatted with them a little bit and said, hey, uh, what do you guys got going on? Let's see how uh, what this product's like and how we can work together. So we ordered this in, uh, ordered the variety pack. So we've got, what, four different flavors yeah. here? Yeah. So, and it, I mean, the packaging, you you can tell that this isn't your regular meat stick mm-hmm. or wow. treat like that. Mm-hmm. So. so there's original, peppered. What do you have there, Ben? Teriyaki. And then what's the green one? Hot and spicy. Okay, so variety pack comes with four different ones. Yep. Uh, And I'll start off by saying that we ordered this stuff outside of any kind of relationship. So to make sure that what's the process? How does it really work? Mm -hmm. What are people going to, what are regular folks going to actually experience? So I went online and ordered this stuff. I think I did it from my phone, as a matter of fact. And it was very, very easy to do. The um, the communication is right on par with what you'd expect. So you immediately get your order confirmation, you get your shipping confirmation, you get your delivery confirmation. All that stuff shows up, so okay. that's cool. Okay. You're in the know the whole the whole time, um, and it was quick. So mm-hmm. it showed up, and here we are. So what I thought was, let's take a quick look at this stuff. Let's try it. Okay. As of today. What folks need to understand is that the Wag Bar company is not paying the Common Folk Podcast a dime. Yeah. So you're going to, you know how you do your Matthew McConaughey opening every now and then? Yeah. Now you'll be able to do, you know, if things go well or whatever on down the road, you'll be able to say, I ate Wag Bars long before someone paid me to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's right. And the point, and I like this because the point is, is that we're not, we're not influenced in any way to say mm-hmm. whether this is great or, or not or whatever. Right. Um, so I want folks to understand what this is all really about. But uh, everything so far has been awesome. It's been the good. experience, the purchase experience was great. Product shows up. It's in cool packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks right on. So, Do you think everybody knows what Wagyu is? Do you need to... I mean, I'd imagine that. that most folks listening to this do, but like in just looking at the ingredients real quick, um, American Wagyu beef, um, water, salt, sugar, celery. Looks like it's packaged in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Spice. Yep, yeah, it's coming it's out of local. Oklahoma. Um, I, you know, so it says American Wagyu beef, so they must be sourcing the beef in the U.S. Um, folks, most folks probably know as far as breeds go. The Wagyu breed is well known for its heavy marbling. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Wagyu steaks and these yep. kinds of things yep. that make a very tender, very, very tender cut of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, a little bit more juicy, Yep. those kinds of things that come with the marbling that's in there. So these guys have taken what was like a premium cut of beef and premium in terms of like, you know, if you, if you were to find it at your grocery store, it's like 10 times the price. Oh yeah. Yep. And turned it into these bars and I'm sure they're doing some other things with it as well. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of the background on that. It's got a lot of, of protein. I mean, I guess I don't know what you throw it up against. Well, you know, the fifteen right. grams, and then the carbs, the calories aren't um, very high. Well, I'm guessing just off the bar and the looks of it, they're trying to compete with not only a meat stick, but like a, a healthy, protein bar. Yeah, yep. yeah, protein yes. bar, and just a healthier option, kind of on both fronts. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting a lot of cereals and things like that. You might not necessarily need with a regular protein right. bar. Um, and I eat a lot of bars, so I'm going to have to yeah, there we go. test this. But, like, I just opened it. Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. So the outside is dark. Is everyone else's? And then Mine's not. Okay, yours is not. I got the original, though. Okay, so what this one. Oh, it's pepper, duh. Ah. So it's dark, but okay. then the meat the is reddish. That's the pepper on the outside. Looking. Yeah. But yep, yours yep. is solid all the way through. Gotcha. So you got what flavor do you have? Peppered. You have peppered. Andy, I, you got? And I got the original. Original, and I've got teriyaki. And I do want to make mention, you guys take a bite here, but the Wagyu beef, you know, made in America, if I watched a thing, you know, a documentary on it and all the different steps that Wagyu goes through overseas, you know, how they treat the mm-hmm. cattle and this and that. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Wagyu beef, you know, a couple of years ago, I just assumed they were importing beef. I'm like, well, no, I don't want to support that. I want to support yeah. Nebraska Midwest ranchers. Well, now come to find out that uh, it's come full circle where they're actually cro- it's a crossbreed now uh, here in the states, and we actually here in Nebraska that I can just off the top of my head think of a couple of ranches within about two or three hours of us that have um, wagyu, yeah, breeds of wagyu, really. Yeah. So, and go. I think a lot of them, and that's not to say this one because we don't know, um, is a like you said a, a a mix between a wagyu and an Angus mm-hmm. um, still develops the those characteristics of that very marbled uh, beef. But um, this yeah, is let's, good. Let's give this mm-hmm. a shot. So. so I took a bite of this peppered one. It's not like heavily peppered, which is good because I do like peppered, but sometimes then it just gets too much and there's that spice aftertaste. Yeah, they overdo it. This is good. It's easy to chew. It's not like you're... Is you, what do you think, Andy, on yours? Because I want to try the bite of your other, like the end. Uh, can we, I really can like I it. Can I break it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I really like it. And it reminds me of Here, a jerky... Uh, back from my old stopping grounds, you know. So from what a, is it? From a small. Like just like a different brand? Yeah, just how this little local uh, meat locker, you know, would process it and package it. It just, it tastes a lot like that and it reminds me of it a lot. So so I like how they, how these guys call it a beef bar because I think the go-to in. Oh, that's good. In this industry is, um. You know, people just automatically think jerky, like mm-hmm. that's the that's the word or whatever. Oh. This is this is not jerky. No, it is a beef. It's mm-hmm. I don't want to say a slab of meat, but it's okay. So it's probably is this four inches, maybe mm. three and a half, three. Yeah. Uh, well, and then yeah, probably. I'm just trying to think of like to explain like the length. It's not like a huge. A normal protein bar, right? Lengthwise, a little I mean, shorter. Yeah, you say? it's definitely yeah. not six inches. Okay. I mean, you're pretty sure. I mean, you're <laughs> a pretty good idea. Of <laughs> yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try yours. <laughs> a full six, or at least a seven. A full seven is. I agree with you on the the peppered though. That that's good. It's really good, and it makes me think this would be really good with some eggs, maybe a coffee mm. in the morning. 
you know, that might be the ticket right there. So, so I'm trying Ooh, the peppered like the one right now. Too. Yeah, what do you think? Like, I just, it gives me a breakfast wing. Totally. You know what I mean? That's totally. teriyaki, Andy. I don't so know if the, I taste um, a, a lot of teriyaki either. I think the tastes are very subtle. The cons- like the flavor. What's very interesting to me that I think people need to understand, because I would have wondered this before I had it, is the consistency. Mm-hmm. So when I said earlier that it's not jerky, it's not jerky. When I think of jerky, jerky's got that pull. It's dry mm-hmm. for the most part. Um this is not that at all. This is very tender, breaks apart very easy. Yeah. Um, it's moist. For for those people that do like their own deer processing and stuff and make their own jerky, this is a really fat slab coming out of your jerky gun. So after you grind it, regrind it, grind mm-hmm. it again, oh. <laughs> mix in whatever you want to mix in. Mm-hmm. This is a big old fat bar, uh, probably a little bit bigger than anything I could make, you know, with, with the equipment I have, which I okay. mean, we just processed you know two or three deer a year so mm-hmm. but no this is good i don't know maybe how you guys opened it was better than me i just like opened it and grabbed it with my hand they're a little bit greasy it is greasy yep so maybe keep it in the wrapper and kind of peel back mm-hmm. so your hands aren't yeah. full of oil but that great and that's you know that's that trade-off so okay you want that that greasiness so that you've got the tender Yep. And it probably maintains the flavor and so on and so forth. You don't want it like super hard to eat. But yeah, if you were just like on the go. Flavor's super good. I would definitely recommend this, this. Was this Andy's? Is this original? That's Andy's uh, original. What's I thought this was mine. Yeah, but I, I, I took a, a piece, piece for oh. him. <laughs> the only one we didn't open is the hot and spicy. Ben, you'd probably like that. And Joel would. Mm. I mean, bust it open. I, would. I like the original one. It's good. Yeah. It's not. Yep. And none of it's overdone. Plain. Like the, yeah, the pepper isn't overdone. It's not. The teriyaki, because sometimes, yeah, there are some teriyaki sticks out there. Um, it's just too much. It's and overwhelming. And you can pronounce every ingredient, like I, literally. Right, I right. noticed that yeah. too. Just, it's not a bunch of hodgepodge like crap. You don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> um, that is good, good to me. I also like that the flavors are distinctive. Like each one of those is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's this hot? Oh, I'm surprised that's not more so looking hot here. and spicy. You guys take one. Does that make sense? The look of this one, I would think it'd be more red. Mm. Well, it has the it has like the brown coating like you were talking about yeah. with the pepper. So I must just be what you know when they put that on, it must be what happens. I don't know. I mean, we've we, I've ate a number of these. I, w- I definitely would not call that overly spicy. I would not call that hot or spicy, really. The over, like, but just wait. It feels like it hits you after. Okay. Oh, Millie's trying to get it. Oh, the dog's in here and she's <laughs> just like, what are you guys opening all this stuff up? Okay. I do. It's hitting. Did you try that? Mm-hmm. That aftertaste has, it's, that's where the spice comes yep. in. It takes a moment and yeah, I'm a, I'm a weenie. I, <laughs> I don't like spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like spicy? No, so like at all. A, if you're not a big, not really. If oh, you're not a okay. big spice guy, then and she's gonna be crapping on the floor. Yeah, she probably will. That's right. If you're not a big spice guy, what do you think about that? Is that too Is much that, yeah. for a guy that's not big into spice? It's not or? over the top, and you know, if I have a cold beer, you know, by my side, combo, be all right. Okay, it'd be all right. So I can, I can do that. I can do it, but I think I would just rather go with the original or uh, the teriyaki. Okay, then hmm. you know. Yeah, I think right now my favorite is the peppered or original. What would you pick if you had to pick two? I think I'd say flavor-wise, yeah, same. Okay. 
I could get into a habit of having one of the peppered ones for breakfast every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. it, that's just what it tasted like to me. Now, Ben, was this the only four kinds on the site or this was just what was in this package? Do you remember? I think that's it. I mean, okay. I, I just ordered a variety pack. So, Gotcha. All right. Well, I approve. Yeah. I'll definitely eat the rest of these. I, I can, think our kids will. I can 100% see where that would be super handy, uh, fulfilling in you know, out there in the work environment, um, with the folks that they work with, that we work with, it's, you know, it's farmers and ranchers. They're mm-hmm. out there in the tractor. You need yep. a midday snack, you know, whatever the case may be that can apply to anybody that's out there on the road doing their thing yeah. out there in the field. Um, well, that would be a great, a great snack. And maybe, uh, let me get away with a couple of them here. Cause, uh, Garrett, you know, with chasing the dream, our go. main producer, yep. my partner, uh, he's heading down to Alabama to do some deer hunting, filming, and some photo shoots uh, for some other outdoor brands nice. that you might see on Stock and Rod mm-hmm. <laughs> in the coming months. Um, but yeah, I bet, you know, if you're going to be stuck in a tree stand or whatever, you know, chasing turkeys. That'd be perfect. I think they might even do some noodling. You know what that is? No. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. that? Uh, it's grabbing those catfish. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, yes, I do know that. I've always said I wanted to do that. He thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I think that you're crazy guy too. that was on TV, he, maybe he still has a show. It's like an older gentleman. Yeah. And he'd take you to this area mm-hmm. and he would make sure they're in there. And I would totally stick my, I'd be scared, but I'd stick my hand in there and be like, yeah. Yeah. No way. Uh, um, he's got invited down with one of the gals we work with, Allie from Alabama. She's just such a sweetheart. She's terrific, but she has a following and that's kind of been her go to or. <laughs> Her videos that got big for her, okay. was her noodling. And I mean, I, I bet she's not even 100 pounds soaking wet. And mm. here she is just wrangling these, you know, 60-pound catfish out of the yeah. river. Oh, my god, <laughs> It's pretty funny, you know. And yeah. she knows her stuff. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to pull it off. Would you do that? No. <laughs> Why is that, you guys? What am I? What do I not know? Okay, so I got I mean, I get they don't, they have, they don't really have teeth. Um, uh, yeah, they do. And they got those uh, whiskers that can really sting you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but, can't be worse than a shot. Okay, that's fine. Um, but for me, this goes back to me growing up in the sticks, out in the boonies, you know. Mm-hmm. For fun, dad would take us to the Ponk Crick. And that's how you say that. It's not creek, it's crick. Okay, crick. I swear right. it's creek. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're a little bit of a city boy right now, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we'd go down to the Ponca Creek, and uh, he would just turn us loose and let us go <clears throat> play in the water. You know, it was mostly sandbars by the end of uh, the summer because it'd get all dried up. Um, but there would always be big pockets of water, especially where old bridges used to be, bridge foundations. Okay. So we'd go swim in those. And there was one time I was at the edge of one of those, and there was like this green triangle. And I'm looking at it, and then I start touching it, and I, it's like rubbery, and it's moving around. I'm like, huh. So I go and get Dad. I go, Dad, check this out. What what the heck is this? And I go to touch it again. He, like, holds me back. goes, whoa, you know what you're doing? I go, well, no, I won't, I don't. Yeah, what is this? And he gets this big old stick, flips it over. It was a snapping turtle, like, this big. And I'm making, like, a three-foot oh, wide. yeah, you oh. don't want that. And I yeah. was touching its tail. Yeah. Oh. I was poking his tail with my with my fingers, and Dad said, if that would have been his face, mm-hmm. he might have snapped off your two fingers. Like, you could have lost your fingers. Yeah. So that's what I think about when people are noodling. I'm like, what if you're putting your fingers in the face of a snapping turtle? Mm-hmm. Well, someone's got to make sure that it's in there first. 
and feel it for you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but what if it's a snapping turtle? <laughs> well, they better <laughs> not lie. And they lose. And then they yeah, lose exactly. <laughs> well, anyways. You only so go, these only would go be good in the wood anywhere <laughs> to, you yeah, go. To, to wrap this up, I think into Andy's point too, we, you know, when we went deer hunting this um, winter. Yeah. Uh, we're down there and, and you get hungry, man. You're down there for a number of hours. Mm-hmm. I was cooking soup on the on the little stove, which I had a lot of buddies, <laughs> like this was our first year of deer hunting, that they were like, No wonder the deer idiot, weren't there. You're running them off, you know, all right, maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. No, we saw deer. But if all I did was open one of these bars, that'd have been easy enough there and then go. we would have moved on and I would have felt fine. Or so, I was yeah. thinking like sporting events. You know, moms always have bars and stuff in their purse. This is a go to yeah, for snack, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so so we'll see. We I don't know, we'll see how that goes. They right. uh, they do have, they they've got a good product. I mean, that was that was a full on walk in. Yeah. How was the price test. point though? You know what? Honestly, I didn't even look at that. I I don't. Re- I mean, I looked at it, but I don't remember it being like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Okay. When you walk into a grocery store, I think or a, a gas station, anybody would say, if you buy one of those beef sticks, they're always high priced. It three feels bucks, like three or four. I can get just yeah. like that new. Yeah. Like those fruit bars that are just—I don't know—I forget what they're called. They're two bucks a bar. I didn't. I didn't so, feel like these guys were out of line. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, I thought we'd touch on that too, since you know. All right. You so, bought it. So someday we might work with them. We might not. I don't know. But I've heard enough hype about this that I thought, man, we gotta we gotta try this out. Yeah. What What do the common folk think? And. That's what we think. So there you go. There you go. Well, right off the top, it's an American company out of Oklahoma. So yep. checks a couple boxes for me, that's for sure. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So moving on, um, what one of the things, I, or I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about today was we've chatted a little bit about hunting, and I want to talk about the camo and blaze orange debate. Okay. Uh, I'm going to learn a lot, I think. I don't, I don't know that we're going to teach anybody anything. No, you're going to teach it's... me because I have the questions of like why and when. Right, and I right. asked that in my hunter safety class and I didn't really get an answer. Yeah, and that's the thing is that nobody really <laughs> yeah, has a good answer. Oh, I'm answering. And then, so you just recently did hunter safety. Yeah. And the videos that they use are from probably the, the 60s, 90s or 70s. Oh, no. Oh, they're, they're old. They're pretty old. They're old. On a video cassette, you were okay, saying, right? Okay, 80s. It was, they had- VHS. Transferred it to DVD. It <laughs> okay. was on DVD. But it was some old school stuff. And the guys in those videos are wearing what you would imagine, like the flannel shirts and, mm-hmm. you know, the tan pants and whatever, right. walking through the woods hunting, uh-huh. the Elmer Fudd hats and these, these kinds of things. Yeah. Um. So what I want to talk about is- what is all this really about? And like, what role does it actually play? Is it just a bunch of uh, hunters mm-hmm. wanting to look cool? Mm-hmm. Is it actually, does it actually serve a purpose? You know, what? Yeah. So let's, let's get yeah, into that Yeah, what's your thoughts, Andy? Well, I mean, first off, there's a couple of things going on here. Let's start with the uh, blaze orange and why hunters wear blaze orange. Mm-hmm. I think 43 out of the 50 some odd states we have nowadays um, have regulations that during a rifle or shotgun season, you have to wear X amount of inches of blaze orange. And that's all just a safety issue. And I wholeheartedly agree with it. In fact, I still get nervous during rifle season when I drive by like a, a hunting preserve or something. And 
I know there's only like 600 acres and there's four trucks there and they're using high power rifles that can easily send a, a shot over a mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that regard alone, I, I think it's a good idea that everyone wears a blaze orange hat and a blaze orange vest. If we're going to start with blaze orange, I, I completely agree with you. I've been in a lot of hunting situations mm-hmm. that are walking type situations with multiple guys that if it wasn't for that blaze orange, I flat out would not be able to see them. Right. Really? Yeah. Like they blend in that much. And it, and if you take, like, let's say you're, let's say you're pheasant hunting and you're walking a line and you're pushing through something really thick. Like you could be something that's six, seven foot tall mm-hmm. going through it sometimes. And you look over, the guy next to you is 20, 30 yards from you. Yeah. But there's so much crap that you're looking through that any kind of natural color, he's blending in. Yeah. But yep. if that bright orange hat is on top of his head okay. or that vest is on, you, yep. you you pick that up. So you're you're watching that to make sure that you're still in line, that he's not ahead of you, that he's not behind you, yep. that you're, you're always staying aware of. If a bird gets up over there, I know where he's at so I can shoot. Yeah. And you actually see him and your your eyes go to that brightness because yeah. it's such a contrast. Yeah. Um, and every year when we deer hunt, you know, we, we get, we're all about a quarter mile apart. You know, from this deer stand to that deer stand, it's big, wide open, you know, canyons in between us. And you'd be amazed at, like what you're saying, how that blaze orange just pops. You know Mm -hmm. exactly where everybody's at. Mm -hmm. And even if you're in like a wooded area and you're just looking down at nothing but trees, if there's any little bit of daylight that's hitting that blaze orange, you can see that guy or the gal, Mm -hmm. you know, that's wearing that vest. So you would know, even if there is a buck there, don't shoot in that direction because someone's over there. Someone's over there. So that's the only reason for blaze orange. And I do want to, the reason it's blaze orange uh, is because deer in particular have a really tough time picking out that color. Um, so they just think it's brown? Yeah, it comes across as like a grayish to, to deer eyes. And that okay. all comes from, uh, and I got, I've been well reversed on this with Ashley being a yeah. Biology major. Right. Our masters. Oh, <laughs> I keep we're going to get it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> but the all eyes are made up of rods and cones. And cones pick up colors, like different colors. Okay. And rods are uh, constructed to like be able to see in low light, low visibility. So a lot of your predators have cones, a lot more cones in their eyes. And a lot of your deer, antelope, things of that nature cows have a lot more rods so they huh. don't they don't pick up color like our eye does mm. so you're you're kind of safe in that regard to where deer aren't going to see you or you're not going to stand out too much wearing that blaze orange but you really are to another human gotcha so but when you say a percent of orange on you like depending mm-hmm. on the state yep. they would like have in riding somewhere you need to have a hat yes. and a jacket or you need to have 50 percent it goes by okay. it goes by inches and pretty much every state if you have a vest and a hat on you're, you're good, good. To good okay you're good to go yep okay yep so exactly what you were talking about when you finished up there with your explanation of like the um the eye and what they do and don't see and what we mm-hmm. do and don't see is, is what i'm getting at mm-hmm. so then with that in mind uh-huh. Why do we wear camo? Well, because uh, it has a your good camo patterns, and I mean, I'm talking about stuff from like the Vietnam era, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're wearing that farm focused hat right now, mm-hmm. and that has that old camo pattern. Well, it's breaking it up, so your silhouette is broke up 
against the contrast behind you, the trees behind you. So in that regard, camo comes in extremely handy, whether it's deer, turkeys, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's just because it breaks you up and it gotcha. blends you in to your background. So it's, okay. So it's less about when I look over there, I see that color. Mm-hmm. It's more about the animal seeing the movement. Right. So the camo blends you in. helps with getting rid of the movement that they might see. And, it, and it, you'll, you'll get lost into whatever your backdrop is. Just because, uh, you know, like that camo, you have black on tan, on brown, on green. Mm-hmm. So it just, uh, their eyes would just see, you know, different variations of a grayish mm-hmm. color, just like they would, you'd get lost in a tree, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now we use deer as an example. Mm-hmm. Does that go for birds, goes for like anything you're hunting, do you think? So you you really want to have- they can't see ya or um, the color? For me, I would much rather have a really, really good camouflage if I'm turkey hunting because that is their main line of defense. Like deer, that's their nose. Their nose and their hearing is what their defense, their biggest defense mechanisms right. are. So Ben's cooking. Yeah, probably didn't yeah. help, but they maybe- Maybe you're trying to say they'll smell my chicken noodle soup, but maybe they'd like it. You oh. know, it, well, you don't know. <laughs> but but anyway, Andy, we're going to tie that down next year. They they knew something was up. That's <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I'm, but I'm eating it. This is my thing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> with, with turkeys, uh, their eyesight is phenomenal. Same with geese. That's why you know if you're goose hunting or duck hunting, you really got to brush in or or camouflage yourself out of your outfit out whatever the case may be because uh your ducks geese turkeys their eyesight is phenomenal okay so, you so they really, can see good birds. yeah yeah better way better than deer so you you really do want to have a decent camo camo pattern uh when you're hunting those type of species mm. yeah, i mean that that makes sense i think the deer thing was probably the biggest thing for me because you've got you know the orange is required if you're rifle hunting. Yes. If you're bow hunting, it's not. It's not. Nope. Why? Well, because you, that's a close range type of sport. I mean. It's more of like a safety situation for people. Like it has less to do with the the hunt necessarily. It has more to do with people being safe with other people around. Yeah, but are they thinking that no one's going to shoot a bow at a person? Exactly. But I mean, you can't. Like, no, you, don't you think... can. You you can. I think if if I'm I'm and I'm just taking my own interpretation mm-hmm. is that like you said earlier, high powered rifle that thing's going to go a mile. Yes. A bow is not. No. So a, a rifle is much more lethal. So you know, a hundred yards away, if you see a little bit of movement and you're not a responsible hunter and you're going to pull the trigger on that thing, it if it's not in orange. It might be a deer, it might be a person, and that 100-yard shot will kill them. Oh, yeah. With a bow, that 100-yard shot probably is not going to Even make, make it? it? For most people, that's an unethical shot, too, with a yeah. bow. Like, oh, The okay. majority of your okay. people, uh, bow hunters, I don't think they feel good about getting past 40 yards out. So you got to be quiet, movement, all these different things. So, you know, seeing somebody... You're going to see them regardless, bow hunting, and you're not going to be near anybody in most cases mm-hmm. anyhow. Mm-hmm. And taking a shot, I mean, I think 60, 70 yards is about as far as your really good 
I mean, elite bow hunters want to stretch it because there are so many things that can happen. And if you watch any of our episodes with Chasing the Dream, a lot of them, I think our best episodes, Garrett has a perfect shot. He's Mr. Bow Hunting USA. But he'll he's had this happen a couple of times where it's a 35, 40 yard shot, lets the arrow fly, and the white-tailed deer is so jumpy, it ducks down mm-hmm. and it actually miss the arrow misses him mm-hmm. or it the arrow gets a, a worse placement. Oh shoot, really? Yeah, and I mean you're talking about a 30-yard shot here, not a your typical rifle shot at 150 to 250 yards. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just a different ball game. Totally. And when I, you know, when I use that example of a, at 100 yards, do you really know what you're shooting at? Like that's being generous. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are shooting 2-300 yards. Yeah. at at big game. Yeah. And at that distance, if that body doesn't have some blaze orange on it, there might be someone that's like, I'm pretty sure that's a deer. Yeah. I, and I mean, there, you hear the good old boy stories where if it's brown, it's down. Well, if someone's just wearing his Carhartt jacket and his Carhartt, you mm-hmm. know, overalls, coveralls, yeah. you know, there's going to be a, you know, an, an idiot out there that might, might pull the trigger, might let the lead right. fly. Right. You know, and uh, just, Sidestep all that. Wear your blaze orange. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, in situations of, <clears throat> excuse me, bow hunting or turkey hunting, though, mm-hmm. would you ever wear orange in that situation? Uh, you have to in Nebraska if you're bow hunting during rifle season. Okay. They'll allow you to do that, which in most cases, a lot of guys are either in a blind or up in a tree. So... You could still get away with not wearing camo or wearing blaze orange because if all goes well, the deer is going to walk underneath your tree mm-hmm. and not know you're there to begin with. Because mm-hmm. once again, their defense mechanisms is their hearing and their smell. So you're going to be in a tree stand that's going to be sending your scent, you know, mm-hmm. upwind or downwind, however you got this shot, you know, configured. Yeah. Whichever way you're thinking the deer is going to come. Um, so you. And if you're being quiet and still and all those good things, the deer's never going to look up and see you anyway. You know, you're going to let that arrow fly and uh, the deer's going to have no idea what's happening yeah, until, there. Yeah. until it's already too late. But yeah. it's the it's the trek from, <clears throat> from the vehicle to the stand that is potentially the problem Well, in your camo or your blaze orange f- for the, for two different reasons. One, Maybe animals see or they don't, but mm-hmm. more importantly, maybe someone else is already hunting over there that right. you walk past. Right. I mean, you, once again, you don't want to be up in a tree during rifle season. You don't want to take any risk. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. put on your blaze orange. <laughs> I, I don't care. You know, unless you got a big old plot of, of uh, <laughs> private ground, right? Yeah, but that private ground doesn't matter to a game warden anyway in Nebraska. There you go. So, so yeah, so that's another, trouble. that's another, um, a good example mm-hmm. that you might be hunting out on private ground and think, okay, I'm not going to see any other hunters, but a game warden might show up. And you can't account and, and for not that. Not that I'm and saying what would you be need bad to, if they showed up. Not for... that I'm saying that you need to make sure you're not breaking the rules. I'm just saying again, from a safety standpoint, that's another body walking through the woods. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you can't account for trespassers. I mean, right. it, it, we we deal with it. Uh, our neighbors all have to deal with it. Shoot, um, we talked about dealing with yeah. it when someone put up a tent. First time you guys were yeah. getting into it, uh, the first thing that happened was there's a tree stand and a ground blind. Right, and we're like, uh, excuse me? I mean, it's not like we're talking like we have hundreds and hundreds of acres. So Right. Yeah. And right on the trail that we were setting up, the mineral site, 
the trail cameras, you know, doing all this work during I mean, the off season. It was a nice free tent <laughs> yeah. that we used. Well, you guys left a, a note there. Yeah. Ben no, did. No one answered it? No. He put it at the end of the <laughs> those pegs to climb up. Yeah. Yeah, no. No just nope. nowhere, just they just it just magically those just, just magically appeared a couple months before opening day. Right, exactly. <laughs> but we didn't see anybody, you know, but okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Well, and I think uh part of this conversation where Ben kind of wanted to take it and, and I, I joke around about it too. Are all these new and different and exotic and really expensive camo patterns? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the Outdoor Channel, like every other commercial is talking about that new camo pattern, and you're looking at a three hundred dollar vest or something like that. And I mean, it, it it's ma- a business. It right? is. It is making so you, some money, right? And you gotta, I mean, you gotta think about that. Like the old camo that your grandpa used that looks like you know the retro look to it. Yeah. It'll probably work just fine. Yeah. You don't have to get the new stuff from First Light or whatever the case may, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of like really nice, new, expensive brands. There is. And I think, yeah, and, and you're right. That's exactly what I wanted to touch on <clears throat> is that there's a lot of trends going on in the outdoor mm-hmm. industry. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff. There is. Like bottom line, some of that stuff just cool. It is. You know? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it is it more effective or less effective? I, I don't know. That's probably up for debate. But and I do want to throw this out there. Uh, Garrett has upgraded all of his like outdoor gear to a really expensive brand by the, that a lot of guys are into now by the name of Sitka. Mm-hmm. That's expensive stuff, mm-hmm. but it does last. Mm-hmm. And from what I've gathered and from what I've understood, if you have a problem, they will pick up the phone and they'll make sure they take care of you. Oh, mm-hmm. good. So. I mean, it's still tough for me to, you know, spend around a thousand dollars for a pair of boots or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But when you're looking at kind of a lifetime warranty type of deal or mm-hmm. something like that, and you are one of the cool kids then too, you know, there's right. for that. I yeah. mean, yeah. You, you know, know. Let, me, let me fit in here. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I do think there's a, you got to find that, that balance of where, where are you just buying a brand or where are you actually buying quality with it, mm-hmm. you, you know? So, um, but there's a lot of, frauds let's mm-hmm. say in mm-hmm. the outdoor world a lot of knockoff camos you yeah. know where it looks like sick it looks like this or that but it, it's really just a cheap knockoff see like i feel i would be more apt to spend the money mm-hmm. if it worked better for the cold if my feet weren't you know what i mean right. as cold if yeah. My body wasn't as cold, things mm-hmm. like that, just for the look of it and just to be wearing it as the name brand, that doesn't get me any, like, I don't care about that. Yeah. But if it actually executes better. Yeah, it keeps me warm, <laughs> keeps my feet warm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when would you put on expensive stuff, Ben? Wouldn't that be your deal? Like, it has to work? Yeah, I think You're the- You're not um, like a name brand. I think the function, the functionality of that item is- the most important thing. Yeah. Um, because I think, I don't know if I've made it clear or not yet, but if I haven't, I think that the camo pattern itself has little to nothing to do with it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you go back again, you look at these old videos and what these guys mm-hmm. are doing and browns and reds and flannels yeah. oh, and all yeah. this kind of stuff, yep. you know, like it was effective then. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's probably effective now. So I think it's, I think it has less to do with that, but Depending on what you're doing, you want something that's really going to perform. Yeah. You want that warmth. You want that breathability. You want that 
that flexibility, like all the things that come along with yep. it, something that's going to last, you know, typically mm-hmm. for the average guy, you're probably only wearing it a few times a year. Right. You want to have it for the rest of your life, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And if you are, you know, just a recreational hunter, maybe it's just opening weekend for you. You probably don't need the $500 long sleeve mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah. You know, you can probably get by with whatever's on sale at your big box store, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for a weekend here or there. And the reality is if you're, if you are just an opening weekend hunter and let's say you've got some cheap ground blind or something like that, mm-hmm. go out there in your pajamas. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, what is it? Are what you is... talking about us? Although we did all that, but you didn't show up in your pajamas. I'm, I'm just saying like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. If you're in the blind, it doesn't but matter. But if you yeah. get a deer and you have to take a picture in your pajamas, you're like, oh, look at this. You're, hey, you're Winnie well, the Pooh pajamas. <laughs> yeah. That might be, uh, that might be groundbreaking. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe. Got this one off my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good old down south talk right there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true. I guess if you're in a blind, you know. Yeah, I what's don't know. it matter? Just yeah. make sure you're wearing your blaze orange if it's raffle season. Yeah. And especially yeah. if you got to make a walk to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's another thing. Like if you hear a shot ring out, you know, it sparks curiosity. So you might have some more eyeballs on you. Mm-hmm. You, Especially if you're approaching a deer that's down with antlers, mm-hmm. you're going to be one of wearing blaze orange. Yeah. Um, you know, to your point about flannels and all that stuff worked back in the day of course it did especially with you know rifles and even high power muskets back mm-hmm. in the day because mm-hmm. you're you know you're so far away that their natural defense mechanisms smell and, and hearing haven't kicked in yet you haven't got close enough mm-hmm. so that's a big reason why you don't have to wear camo if you're rifle hunting um and a lot of the bird hunting you know where you see those guys a lot of that's pheasant to where you're walking up and you're flushing them anyway right I, and you also hit the nail on the head. It's all about movement, even with birds. Like, it, you got to be still. Mm-hmm. I, I've guided hundreds, hundreds of turkey hunters. And especially when we're just out in the open, our backs are up against a tree. I'm trying to tell people, you have to be still. And still to them is they're still moving their arms or getting their phone out of their pocket. I'm like, no, you, you are so busted right now. We mm. better hope that a bird doesn't come around the corner because you're just moving. I mean... You got to be so still. Like frozen, basically. Frozen, yes. And the only time you move, and it's another quick balance, right? You got to be quick, but you can't hurry of just getting your shotgun up Mm -hmm. and putting it on the side, you know, on the Mm -hmm. bird and pulling the trigger. Yeah. You know, quick, but don't hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is what it comes down to. Like you said, it's, if you think about it that way, I I think the go-to is to think like, as we see, Mm-hmm. You you look out on the horizon and you can pick out the colors and you can pick out the different, those types of different things. Um, these animals, if something moves, that's what they're picking up on. That's right. how they see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. like It just attracts right. the eye naturally. Right. Yeah. Any movement. And they're already jittery. You know, the, all the, most animals that we hunt, especially around here, that's their big defense mechanism. And really it's the same thing. I mean, we experienced it this year with deer hunting and you have a hundred times, I'm sure, you could be sitting there looking at the same spot for two, three hours and not even <laughs> realize there's an animal there right. until it makes a little bit of a movement. Yeah. Because their natural colors and camouflage yeah. and so on and so forth, it makes a little bit of movement. And you're like, oh my, how long has that thing been standing yeah. there? It's yeah. just amazing, especially with deer when they get that brown coat mm-hmm. in the fall and they just blend right into the hillsides. Yeah, it, it is amazing how they just 
I could blend see right in with the snow how that could be helpful mm-hmm. if you have a white backdrop. Oh, yeah. Very much so. God, yeah. just a little bit of white. Yeah, that's always kind of a uh, hunter's dream is, yeah, get that quarter inch, half inch of snow. Um, is it? Okay. N- night before. Yep. Yeah, I guess I, you know, new to it and just thinking these animals, deer so big, mm-hmm. they're going to be noisy. I mean, the squirrels were more noisy. Oh, they're so obnoxious. Oh, they're terrible. It's <laughs> like, how can you, I, di- I didn't hear you. Where did you come from? But I hear the stupid freaking squirrel, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was just weird and, and interesting. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That's the kind of the camo and orange debate do you have anything else that you know that you add to that no you know it just uh, a lot with the the expensive gear out there you don't i feel like we've almost painted ourselves into a corner as far as the outdoors and outdoorsmen trying to promote the outdoors if you watch one of those shows like i was saying on the outdoor channel we'll say Mm -hmm. uh and you stay tuned and you watch all these commercials, you feel like, oh my God, I need a $500 coat. I need a $300 jacket. I need, you know, $800 mm-hmm. boots. No, you don't need that. That is just marketing on steroids to a very, you know, specific group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, the barrier to entry to get into the outdoors isn't as daunting as it's sometimes perceived. And a lot of that is just capitalism, baby. I mean, it's marketing. Right. That's all it is. You got to be able to understand that, I guess, is a big message I'd want to get out there. Yeah, I think that's a great point that folks need to understand. You don't have to spend thousands no. to get involved in this. And I think we said that with guns, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Like, yep. any, not anything will do, but a two, three, right. $400 gun, it doesn't have to be $1,400. So I get so, but the majority of those commercials are for a $2,000 rifle mm-hmm. outfitted with a $2,000 scope. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so you're like five grand in before you've even stepped foot before you even bite your camo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you don't have to do that. Not at all. No. I mean, nope. according to Ben, just pull out any pajamas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My hey, I like it. He would be too cold. Whatever. He's in his car heart, like oh, yeah, full like bit. Five layers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, it made me think of the other thing we were talking about at on um, Hunter Safety since this was so old. They're like, do you shoot or do you not? It's like the situations. Do you remember this? This was just bringing you back to when you were 10. And this guy looks like an animal's moving. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 shoot, shoot. And it's the guy's carrying the deer over his shoulders (laughs) and has no orange on. And And of course it looks like an animal moving. But like who would carry an animal Oh man! Over I mean, their shoulders. I don't know. It made me laugh. Idea. But yeah. ninety ninety percent of the guys in that video, or those videos, were wearing flannel. Straight right? up. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like giving somebody a like one of those reindeer, you know, antlers that you wear on Christmas oh, instead yeah. of saying, "Here, you going hunting? Here, yeah. here you go." <laughs> yeah. So that guy should have had some blaze orange on. Yes, he should have, and not been carrying the deer on his not back. Yeah, carrying a, the deer. There's on his a back. different way to go about that. You're yeah. exactly right. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I had never seen the video, and I think it was bringing back memories for you. That guy was oh, asking. Yeah. That, that guy was asking for it. I mean, yeah, that, that's dumb. Yeah. yeah. Very Anyways, dumb. But and the, so. <laughs> as far as camo goes, I mean, the bottom line is for me, like, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, think I it's love cool. camo. Mm-hmm. I wear it like. You know, just regular stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a camo hat right now, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, whatever. I'm yeah. not trying to hide from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't see that hat over there. <laughs> it was so breaked just up. Just blended it. in over there. 
there is a new uh, brand out there that's fully made in America. Have you heard about this? Mm. Origins? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they're another one of those multi-layered, all this scientific research, mm-hmm. and you got to have a base layer and an outer layer, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. Uh, but I want to I wanna check them out a little bit more. If for no other reason, it's uh, Jocko mm-hmm. Willenek. I yeah. uh, liked his books that he wrote. Um, and also, it's made in America. You know, it's it's not easy to always find clothing and things like that and that are made a, in America. That's mm-hmm. another one as far as these camo patterns go. Like if you look at theirs, it's very unique. They've it developed their own kind of swirly pattern, whatever. Yep. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, I was talking about when we brought this up was there's all these different patterns and mm-hmm. – you know, how do you know which one's better? Well, right. to me, they're all kind of the same. It just kind of depends on what look you like. Yeah. And of course, if you're going to be in different environments, if you're in a grassy environment or a woodsy environment or whatever, there could be some that are better than others. But sure. uh, yep. in general, I mean, I think we've I think we've uh, exposed the fact that the number one thing is probably Movement. sit still. Yeah. Movement, scent, all those things. Yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, And then maybe you'll have some luck. Mm-hmm. Unless Sitka wants to be our sponsor, then of course. You know. Well, if they, you know, I mean, if they called us and they were like, "Yeah, we want to," then we'd be like, "Hey, you know, well, this stuff's really I mean, important. You guys need to look at this Sitka." Then we might take down this podcast. Yeah, yeah we can do a little re-edit, redo one. No kidding. One thing I can uh, tell you is, down the road with Stock and Rod, we are working on putting together our own camo pattern. Oh, very and cool! And it's only because. We want something unique for the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not because we're going to reinvent invisibility in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's let the, let's let this thing breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're as guilty as any of these other ones. I mean, it's just it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, and we're trying to be transparent about it as well. Yeah, so. yeah. for sure. Yep. All, All right. right. Well, yeah. I like the bars. Good conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think I've had enough. All right. All right, I'm going to close this out. You guys, you guys good? Anything else? Yeah, peace. I'm good. Later. All right, see you.